friends in the industry. So I'm Josh Hannabury, your host here at the Truck Focus Podcast. And our mission here is simple. We're connecting transportation industry leaders to the industry to help create a pivotal change. In today's episode, I'm super excited as we record part three of three of our Shifting the Focus in Transportation series with my friends Stephanie and Marin, the hosts of the Soulful Leader podcast, as well as my good buddy Dana, the Mindful Trucker. The goal of this series is to really help our industry shift how we view and value people, but also how we view and value ourselves as people to ultimately improve just, again, our functionality, professionalism in industry, longevity in industry, and just ultimately improve as people. So part three of our series is all about identifying and managing stress and mental wellness. So when we consider the amount of uncertainty that exists within the transportation industry, as well as the high level of urgency with our day-to-day responsibilities, it's likely at some point of your day, you're going to feel stressed. But as you will soon learn, how we perceive stress is a very important tool to successfully navigating through it, but also ultimately thriving in the unknown. So I really want to encourage you to learn more, but also listen to the Soulful Leader podcast, as well as learn more about the Mindful Trucker by visiting their websites. I've included the links directly in the show notes, but also make sure that you check out part one and part two of our Shifting the Focus and Transportation series. So before we get started in our interview, I just wanted to take a moment again to say thank you. So if this is the first time you've ever checked out the Truck Focus podcast, I really do welcome you to our community and to our dedicated community, those that continue to show up, taking the time to listen, but also implementing the knowledge and advice shared through each episode and creating a pivotal impact in your day-to-day interactions. Thank you. Really appreciate just your constant dedication, showing up, serving our industry, becoming the best people that we can be. It really does mean a lot. So I'm super excited for the impact today's conversation is going to have. Let's get to it. All right. I am super excited for today um, as I welcome back three friends. And I say friends because I think over the last, this is part three of our uh, um, Shifting the Focus in Transportation series. And for myself, I use the word friend mindfully. And Dana, the Mindful Tracker, who is back, which I'm super grateful for, we've built a really good friendship. And over the last couple of months, um, Stephanie and Marin, the hosts of the Soulful, or the Soulful Leader podcast, sorry, we've also built a friendship. And I really admire that when I can tell that people care. That's a huge component of who I would consider a friend is you actually care about what you're doing and who you're influencing. These three definitely do. So I am really excited to have everyone back. Um, So you can definitely check out part one, which is episode 119, and check out part two, which is episode 130. So the links are in the show notes. But today's going to be a really powerful conversation, and we're going to be talking about mental well-being and stress and stress management. And when we're in this series, shifting the focus in transportation, it's all about people. It's all about how do we as people, how do we heal? How do we get better? And by doing so, how are we shifting our betterness into our organizations. So if it's a better, just cultural experience, everything. So again, I'm really excited, but I'm also really grateful. I'm really grateful that, again, we're a couple hours invested into this journey right now. And it's just been really powerful for my own journey as I've recently launched full-time into entrepreneurship, as well as what Dana has been going through, which I'm super excited to continue to celebrate. And I know Stephanie and Marin are up to some phenomenal things. So I'm just really grateful. And yeah, just welcome back. This will be a really good conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh. It's it's great to to be here, and I'm really also excited about you stepping out into that new that new ideal that you have for yourself. And I know that can bring up a lot of stress. And here's we, this is what we're going to talk about today. 
So, so hopefully uh, you'll get some you'll get some nuggets for you too. <laughs> kind of almost like we planned it, huh? <laughs> we, it was great. Thanks very much, Josh. Absolutely. Yeah, to that point, though. Sorry, go ahead, Dana. I said thank, thanks very much for having us all back again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and Marin, honestly, to that point, when you said that, it's probably true. I think when you can speak things into existence. So when you're Again, we were just talking before we hit record about hindsight's 2020, and it's probably true. The timing of even when I was going through our notes this morning, being like, yeah, this is really needed for myself. Like, thanks. <laughs> so I think, yeah, there's some truth to that. So before we dive in, though, I always like to give uh, our guests a chance to really share who they are, where they, where our guests are, sorry, where our listeners can learn more. So Dana, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, just talk with the Mindful Trucker. Um, we're a resource platform that helps uh, companies and drivers with better relationships and health, safety, wellness, and driver solutions. That's awesome. And where should people go to visit? Uh, they can go to the mindfultrucker.com. And from there, you can go on to all our social media platforms. Awesome. Check us out. Awesome. Yeah. And links again, any link that we referenced during our conversation is in the show notes. So that's really important. And Stephanie and Marin, um, I believe Stephanie, you went first last time. So Marin, do you want to start us off? Give us a rundown of the Soulful Leaders podcast, the mission and where people can go to learn more. Yeah, I'd love to. We are all about shifting the focus in business. Like you, uh, our whole thing is shifting the the focus in transportation. Um, Stephanie and I are really about shifting the the focus in business from the old way of doing things, which is very static, to a new way of doing things, which includes flow and being your best self and being able to play in the playground of business instead of being overwhelmed in the stress of business. And wouldn't the world be a much more amazing place if everyone felt like they got to go to work and play in a playground rather than feeling like most of us do when we wake up and it's like, hit the alarm clock, hit the alarm clock, hit the alarm clock, because we're dreading, you know, it's like, we may not use that word. And if you really look inside for a moment, you realize, oh crap, I am dreading. I don't love. And what would the world look like if we all woke up and we're like, oh, I love it. Let's go. And so that's what uh, Stephanie and I are doing with the Soulful Leader and the Soulful Leader Podcast. And they can find us at the soulfulleaderpodcast.com. And if you're interested in listening to the podcast, you can find that on any of your, your favorite podcast platforms, the Soulful Leader Podcast. Awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I, I love that flow and enjoyment and fun. Like, I think that's really important. So welcome back. And how about yourself, Stephanie? Well, as you know, as, as Marin said, we started to do this a couple of years ago and I've been, this will be my 30th year as a therapist. And I've seen numerous people on uh, my table uh, with chronic illness, chronic pain, and looking at the antidote is really about, you know, uncovering who you are and why you're here, the purpose. And when we can start to drop into that, it can feel scary because it's unknown. And that, you know, pain can be a very, a pain and stress, which are kind of the same really to me, but pain and stress can be a very uh, great way to open up and become aware of, um, hey, there's something more. Or you can also choose joy, meaning, and purpose, and you don't have to wait till pain or stress knocks at your door. And that's where Marin and I are working towards is making that gap 
uh, more of a bridge that we have a different way of looking at stress, a different way of looking at pain, that it can be a possibility and an opportunity to develop who you are and why you're here and to live that fulfillment and meaning in your life for what it means for you, your family, your loved ones, and also humanity. It's really asking for a new way of being. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really good to have you back on. And just when we think about timing, again, I think the timing is pretty phenomenal when you look at the world around us and you look at, I think a lot of people are entering their new normals again, where like I've seen different uh, just organizations posting jobs on LinkedIn and they're saying remote on-site or hybrid or like just the expectations that you're hearing of people. I think we're just again, shifting. And before we, um, I know we're going to talk about mental wellness, but Marin, you said something before we hit record that always happens. Have a good conversation before we hit record. But can you kind of give us the overview that you just shared when we're looking at stress and you're talking about um, basically worlds colliding? Can you kind of give an overview? Because I think that will really help set the stage when our listeners are like, how do I process this? Oh, this is what's actually happening. I think that was a really good way to look at it. Do you mind starting us off like that? I can try. I don't I don't remember the exact words that I used, right? When when we're in our own flow where that often happens, um, I have a teacher who would do that. He would, you know, say some words of wisdom and somebody would say, Could you repeat that? And he'd go, I don't know. Can anyone repeat that? I don't know what I said. <laughs> so one of the things we were talking about was the fact that in your shift from being a full-time employee to going into your own entrepreneurship, that you are were experiencing this stress. And it's given to us as a gift for a reason. And there are one of the things that Stephanie was just talking about is the fact that if we can flip that script of what we assume things are, we assume that the stress is something that is bad and negative and that we should get rid of it or fix it. And if we can flip that into a discovery process of, well, this is coming up for me and the the old world is colliding with the new world and which choice do I want? I can move forward, as Stephanie said, into joy, meaning, and purpose, or I can stay with this stuck place. So when I say this stuck place, we are trained as human beings to strive for a very static, very stable environment. That is the ideal. And we're not trained to deal with what is unknown, the unknown that's coming. And so things that come into our life, like being an entrepreneur, and that's true for all of us as entrepreneurs, and it's true for all of us as people, there is this unknown out there. And we kind of cringe from it. We We shy away from it. In nature, nature doesn't shy away from that. Nature actually embraces the unknown and an evolutionary cycle includes things that are decomposing, meaning going away and things that are evolving. And in order to have evolution, you need to have things that decompose because it feeds the new. So in that process, as humans, in our training of shy away from that, we do ourselves a huge disservice. Because now we're always shying away. We're we're collapsing our comfort zone. We're making things smaller for ourselves instead of embracing the unknown, which no one's trained us how to do it. So I'm not saying, oh, just go out and embrace the unknown. 
I'm saying like, that's our next steps is how do we embrace the unknown? What is the training? What does that training look like? And that's the thing that Stephanie and I do with people, with businesses, with governments. And our our whole thing is what would it look like if we were able to move into without the anxiety, without the stress, with the joy, the purpose, and the meaning into the unknown and be like, you know, as kids, it's funny because when you look at kids, they are much more fearless than we are. They're like, let's go explore this. And then the parents, no, don't, no, no, no. There's a constant no, no, no. And that's where our training starts. Our training starts with all of those no, 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 no. And we learn to, oh, out there is bad. Out there is scary. Out there can hurt us. And so we pull back. And what would it be like if we understood that out there is potentially harmful? Stephanie, can you speak to, you 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 often will talk about the difference between fear and danger. I think this would be a great place to talk about that. Yeah. One of the things, so when I, when I term stress, kind of piggyback on with Marin, and I'm going to get to that, is that stress is when you're outside of your comfort zone. And so it doesn't feel so great. And we are very sensory beings. So if we like, we tend to want pleasure. And I'm going to make the difference between joy and fun. Fun tends to be the quality of our ego. So if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it. No way, not doing it. I don't want to. You can't make me. I don't have to. Where joy is something that will be outside your comfort zone, but it's towards an ideal. It's towards um, something of meaning and purpose. So it's like there's joy. Like when you when you think of a, a, a newborn baby and you talk to the mother, it wasn't fun. <laughs> It wasn't fun going to give birth. It was not fun, but the end result was joyful. And the the mother tends to forget like, oh, it was great. This is the best thing that ever happened. And you're like, no, trust me. I was in the room. It was painful. You, you were ready to pull my hair out. It was not fun. And, she, and they'll say, no, it wasn't fun. And so in that relationship of stress, when we're talking about the unknown, we tend to say anything that is outside of our comfort zone is danger. It's dangerous and we should be afraid of it. And we should. So I say fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is optional. Danger is real. So when we ask ourselves, when we're outside of our comfort zone, is my life in threatened or is it my ego that's being threatened? Because the ego has been so well formed and trained that when we get outside of our ego, it's because that we. That's actually a good thing. That means you're evolving. And that's what we would call the positive stress or stress, because we know this too. If we don't take, think of your physical body, if you don't exercise it, it doesn't ever grow or change. It becomes very flabby and, and not so healthy, but to pick up a weight or to go walking or to do something on a regular basis is actually going to tone the muscle. It needs stress to be able to break down, but we want to have stress in a way that excites us and informs us towards the ideal and gets us into flow. And so that's why I'll say, sometimes I'll say to my partner, I'll, you know, the other day, you know, he was going through something and he's like, oh my God, I'm so anxious. And I'm like, wait a minute, are you anxious or are you excited? Which is it? Because when science has actually taken those two emotions, anxiety and excitement, they're actually exactly the same. You have an elevated heart rate. You have an elevated uh, breathing rate. It changes, you know, the blood pressure is changing, but what internally we tell ourselves about it is going to create a completely different hormonal bath inside. 
So if you tell yourself it's anxiety, your body's going to go into a fight or flight and resist it. That's where you're going to meet up with opposition and people fighting you and resisting it versus saying, hey, this is exciting. All of a sudden, internally, you'll start to like mellow out. You'll start to relax. And you're like, ooh, this is this is actually like a wave carrying me towards the ideal. So it's really important. So that's why I was saying, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real. And to ask yourself, is this dangerous? Because danger is real. Like I'm not jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. That would be dangerous and probably stupid, you know, <laughs> versus being, you know, fear is an option. Fear is optional. And to be able to choose wisely. And that's where we get the free will. I think a lot of times we feel like a victim when, especially right now, because things are changing so fast in the outer world, you know, the way of the transportation industry. I mean, we're talking about lots of different, like with jobs, with like pay and, and hours and time and the way it's unfolding, the gas prices, you know, automation, there's so much uncertainty. We can say to ourselves, okay, is this dangerous? No, not really. It's not really dangerous. It's not going to kill us. But it is uncertain. And so we have to change that mindset, that mindfulness inside and say, can, can I have a different conversation? And what, what is my ideal? What, do I, what am I really needing? And we're not, we're not trained to do that. Yeah. And that's, that's really where building that skill comes in. And it is something that seems like new and like, oh my God, really? We need to build that skill because I thought that was a scary place. And exactly what Stephanie just addressed was, you know, it's like, it is time. Now is the time to start building that skill. And we talked about timely and taking it back to you, Josh, of, you know, when you take that step outside of your comfort zone and you go into something new, the thing about the universe is the universe always provides. And so the timeliness of this conversation for you personally, and also for all your listeners who are in similar situations, they may not be stepping into entrepreneurship and they may be stepping into some other unknown. Our world is stepping into a huge unknown. So we're all feeling it at some, in some way, shape or form. So I think it's a perfectly timely conversation. And the difference between what someone is going to thrive or someone is just going to go into survival, that's mm. totally the internal job. And that's where we are needing help and support and skillfulness. You were, you were just saying too, uh, the fight or flight um, mode there. Um, you talk about when, when you have that anxiety versus excitement, it totally changes the way you think. So if it's the excitement, you think one way, and if it's anxiety, you think another. So it can totally change the whole outcome of whatever's going on. And exactly. the nice thing is that you can be in choice around that. And again, we're not trained that we can be in choice around it. We're trained to be reactionary. And we value control. Like, you know, I got to control my world. And we think that the world is like controlling my job, controlling my, my relationships, controlling <laughs> my finances. Control. We think it's out there. And when really, we can't control any of that, actually. Like, and at first, you kind of go, that's really scary. It's like, well, wait a minute, though. I, get to, I can control how I respond or react to it. And that is a big key too. Like you think of reaction, reactionary is going to use a lot more energy, a lot more um, vibrancy in your life. It's going to erode it versus going, what would be 
what would be a more loving, kind way to respond? And we have to create space to respond. That's why the old thing of take 10 deep breaths and think about this for a minute. And the, and I remember when someone said that to me, I'm like, well, what am I thinking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean? And then, what am I thinking about? Like, what do I do? Because we don't teach us like, well, think about, is this, you know, is this danger or is, you know, like, is this dangerous? No, it's not dangerous. Like have a, a kinder conversation with yourself. Or just make space or just Just make make space, space. just like breathe and stop thinking, get the reptilian brain out of the way and move to the higher brain. So you do have to stop and make space for that. And that's where the self-reflection can come in. And that's one of the things that I love about you, Josh, and the thing that you're, the things that you're doing at the very beginning of the conversation, you started it with saying, I used the word friend mindfully. And I loved that. I took note of it. I was like, thank you for that. Because it is, is taking it to the higher story. It's not using words without thinking about them. It's taking a moment and going, I'm doing this intentionally. Yeah. And I, lo- I, I get so excited about this topic because stress is my jam. I love it. Um, when you think of the high story and the history, see, we tend to think we are our history. We're our past. You know, well, that's who I am. And when we say that, we create a fixed mentality. And as soon as you're fixed, you know, the universe doesn't, you know, nature doesn't like fixed. It's going to get, it's going to push you. And so you're better to be actually more pliable and and open in that. So when we say history, you are not your history. You are not your past. And changing that word, just, just like the emphasis on the new syllab (laughs) instead of the emphasis on the syllable, it's like, we're just going to change where we're going to put the emphasis instead of history call it high, H-I, story. It's the same word. And so being called from the possibility of your future rather than being led by your past. One of the things that I just noticed that Aaron had said, I just want to touch on it for a second, uh, but stop thinking. Just take five for a minute. You know, Stephanie mentioned it as well. Um, I know with uh, when I do truck training, um, one of the things that happens when you're with a student in truck is if they go to make a shift, they think about every single step of that shift and then all of a sudden, bam, there's a, a, a grinding or they miss it. And I always say, stop thinking, just do it. You're thinking too much into it. And the other thing that goes along with that is when they do make a grind and they miss a gear, they're so quick to jump and ram that thing in. And I always, I always grab the gear shift and I hold back on it and I say, just stop for a second. Wait. Think about what you're doing. Check your speed, check your RPMs. Now, which gear does it go in? And all the while, we're rolling down the highway because they're in total control of what they're doing. And that's how I teach that. And it's exactly that. Take five and think about what you're doing before you react to it. And it Dana, was, it what down, an yeah. amazing metaphor for life. Holy granoli. Oh, my goodness. I love that metaphor for life because, you know, like you just said, it's like we go to shift and we jam ourselves into it. We are in full on overdrive in our brains. The, what Stephanie likes to call the itty bitty shitty committee has, uh, has our ear, right? And it's taken over our brains. It's telling us all this judgmental stuff. And so we're just, we're either going to shove it into gear or we're going to, and we feel that grinding Mm -hmm. in our lives. Yeah. 
And, you know, I mean, as truckers, you guys experience that and you know what it feels like in your truck. And I know that like, as I point that out, you're feeling what that feels like in your lives. Mm-hmm. Because I know what it feels like in my life, and I'm not a drug. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, something Stephanie had mentioned before is about, you know, don't figure it out, feel it out. Mm-hmm. I'm telling the students to do that all the time when they're shifting those the, the gears, right? Feel it. Don't figure it out. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. And, and what, what I mean that? by figuring it out is we tend, like you said, Dana, you get into your head. Yeah. And that if you think of it, it, so here's a couple of little visuals for you some stories you know back in egyptian times when they would mummify people do you know that they would they would literally throw out the brain that was the first thing they got rid of they like throw that out you know because you're going to get a better model next life and they would upgrade everything else yeah yeah it's like it's like you know the original computer the tandy you know or the commodore 64 that we used to have you know and dos and all this stuff and you think of it now that we have this little palm held device that can do everything. It's like our brain is not a value. Here's another example. In the movie theaters, do you remember like the 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 35 millimeter film that we would go in and we'd watch a movie and it would go tick, 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 tick. So our brain can only process 30 frames per second. When it gets more than 30 frames per second, our brain actually goes into overwhelm and overload. And it shuts down. So how many times have you said, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overloaded. It's because you're in your head, people. Like if you can get this. And the best way is that we need to get out of that because it, like the Egyptians, it's it's an old computer system. Get rid of it. Why are you operating on a Commodore 64 when we have so much more, you know, operations, operational systems that are so much better now? Where's that operational system that is better is actually the heart. And they talk about the 18-inch journey. So when you talk about transportation, to actually take the road from the brain down into the heart, that is the hardest and the longest journey you'll ever take. But when you can drop into your heart, do you know the heart has no speed limit? It can take on infinite amount and never feel overwhelmed, never feel overloaded. And this is what we talk about in flow. When you can drop into that place, you will not feel like you're grinding gears. You will be able to have more energy, more love, more money, more time, more whatever it is that you want, more of all the good stuff, and it's there. And that's the question that we ask is the why. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And I don't think we've ever really been trained to, to ask that question as children. It's like, you know, you want a job, you're going to do this. That's why you're that's why you're learning this, this, this course. So that's why you're doing that. And it's like, we need to ask a deeper level of why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why, why is this important to me? Because that's right. what's going to get you out of bed in the morning. And that's what's going to bring more joy instead of fun from the ego. Yeah, we're very much trained. That's okay. We're very much trained that our why is money. And there is something to be said about, yes, I need to put the food on the table, right? And that's really important. And if you look at the higher why that you're here of to make a difference to whatever your heart is called to, then the food will end up on the table. You will make the money. It's not an either or. It's like, why do we need to choose between the two? So I um, come from a ballroom dance background and I was uh, when I went to college, I was I went to college to be a a medical doctor because I was trained that like you need to make the money. And 
I was blessed because in college, I realized, heck no, this is not something that I want to do. And I went into art. And when I did, my dad actually said, I won't pay for your art degree. And so I said, fine, then I'll get you know, financial assistance. And that horrified him. And I'm very glad because then he had to address his old programs around art. And, you know, it's like the, the starving artist and there's no value in it. And all of those things that, that come up of money first, love second, you can do that once you finish what you already love, you know, like you can, you can go into what you love after you've made money. And as I've gotten older and wiser, hopefully, <laughs> I've learned that 18-inch journey from my head to my heart is what makes the difference. And when I truly pursued what I loved, that's where the success was. And it wasn't just, it was outer-worldly success. I totally nailed that. The most important thing was the inner joy and taking it back to the like the stress that we were talking about today. That's where the anxiety turns and flips and becomes excitement is because I'm clear on my why, my bigger why, the beyond the put food on the table and all of that gets taken care of in the process mm -hmm. of me taking that journey and finding the joy and the excitement. And yeah, there's, there's pain and there's, there's challenge and there's all the, oh my gosh, along the way. And it is, it's like giving birth because then you feel the, it was hard and it was so worth it. It was so worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I want to say something about stress in the way of healing. So like I said, 30 years of me being a healer, I've seen so many people and I, and I keep, I keep, you know, repeating this quote from Desmond Tutu, because it has touched my heart so much. And it really speaks to what I've been, why, what, what my why is. And Desmond Tutu says, you know, we have to stop pulling people out of the river. Instead, we need to go upstream and find what, why they're falling in. And that so often we don't change until there is stress or uncomfortability. And that's really hard. And so when I'm looking at that, it's like, we talk about the outer success. We want to have the money. We want to have the accolades. We want to have those things. When we talk about the internal, it's like turning a different corner and it is the path less taken, so to speak. And especially if we've been in an environment, whether it's our family environment or whether it's our industry environment of where everyone is kind of following the same old path, to step away from that can feel very scary. So it can feel very challenging and very scary and very uncertain. It's going to bring up all of those things of like, oh my God, what am I doing? But well, here's what happens when you, when you cut yourself as a healer. So, so say you cut yourself because you, everyone out there listening, you're all healers because you heal yourself every day and your body replenishes its, its vitality every single moment. But if you create an environment for that cut to heal, like meaning you're not picking at the cut, you're not getting it dirty and you're not, you know, you're not trying to hurry it up. You just literally create an environment for health and well-being. It heals. It has this most amazing intelligence. It knows how to do that. So why I'm saying that is that when you shift focus and you shift moving from that 18 inch journey, from that head, that ego part down into one heart, meaning and, and being you're shifting an environment and that environment is going to do so much more internally for you. Plus externally, you're going to start lining yourself up with people 
and places and ideals that totally resonate with you. And opportunities. And opportunities will That's literally where the, be right there. They do. They show up. Like, you know, for Josh, one of the things that showed up was he's in that, he's in, he's in that right now of, oh my God, I'm now an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, a bit of overwhelm. And this conversation showed up in perfect timing, right? Yeah. I'm literally lost in the conversation. Like I almost <laughs> cried. Like I had to like tell myself just to breathe and drink some of my water because I didn't <laughs> want to cry publicly because it's the timing. <laughs> wow. But you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. Please keep going. Like I, <laughs> I'm at a loss. This is good. Wait, wait, wait. So here you are. I, I, here's, here's a couple more metaphors. One, I, I love this one anyway, is the caterpillar. When you think of in nature, it's like a caterpillar goes along with its little legs and its nose on the ground. Kind of the, I don't know if they have noses, but if they did, it'd be on the ground. And they're, all they're seeing is what's right directly in front of them. It's very short focused. And all of a sudden one day, you know, they consume, which is what we've all become as individuals. We're no longer citizens, by the way, we become consumers. And so we consume and we consume whether it's, whether it's, you know, material goods or it's information or whatever. We're just like taking television it, shows, television, right. Facebook, whatever it is. We're consuming all of this information, which can feel very overwhelming because we're like, well, what do I do with it? And eventually we, we take on so much that we go, oh my God, I'm so lost. I don't even know which way to turn, which is called caterpillar soup. Now you are stuck and you're like, I have no idea who I am or why I'm here. I'm more messed up than I've ever been before. God, did I make the right decision? Did I do the wrong, the doubts, the fears, right? The itty bitty shitty committee comes up to really challenge you. And I would say, you know, instead of making that wrong or right, just congratulate yourself and say, okay. I'm in Caterpillar Soup because... So tell the audience what Caterpillar Soup is. So Caterpillar Soup is... So when a caterpillar consumes all of its information, it literally starts to create its chrysalis and it goes into the cocoon. So it isolates, goes into the cocoon and its immune system actually starts to break down. And we see this like with someone who's going through even a, a basic cold or flu is our immune system is breaking down. And it's not because you did anything wrong. And I, you know, I, I really alliterate that. It's like, you probably did a whole bunch of stuff right. That's why your immune system is breaking down. And that caterpillar at that time is going to start to create what's called imaginal cells. And they are scientifically called that, which means what you imagine, what you visualize the outer world to be and your inner world is actually going to start to manifest. Imaginal cells start to replicate. So they cell divide and they replicate and replicate and they create what's called imaginal disks. And at first, the caterpillar says, this is not me. This is not who I am. I don't like this. And its immune system tries to kill it. It says, ah, 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 it resists it. It pushes back. But those imaginal discs start replicating so, so quickly that it consumes the caterpillar. So who it used to be is no longer. It's like I'm going to cough. So uh, uh, uh. one of the things about that is that the caterpillar literally completely disintegrates. There is nothing left of the caterpillar and it is in overwhelm and totally like lost as Stephanie said. And so as those imaginal discs, it has to, it can't go back to being a caterpillar because it's literally caterpillar soup now. And this is where we are in our world is we're in complete overwhelm and we want to go back to the way that it was. And we can't. We can't. we can't. And we're not supposed to because no. 
if you think of the butterfly, that is what happens to all of us. We all transform into something we won't even recognize because we've never been there yet. We, we, we don't know it. But yet the DNA that is encoded within all of us has literally the potential to, me- to be who we're meant to become. And we can resist it and fight it and kick it and scream it, or we can be curious. I always say curiosity. We, the poor cats, they got a bad rap, you know, curiosity killed the cat. I'm like, poor things. Curiosity actually opens your heart. So when we talk about that 18 inch journey of dropping in from that ego and that brain and dropping inside, it's actually curiosity. It's like, hmm. Having that, hmm, I'm curious. I wonder what this is about. I wonder what this overwhelm is really taking me. And what if, what if this was my journey to become the butterfly? What if this is my evolution to become something that's even better than what I would ever even have been imaginable? But my internal making, my internal cells, my imaginal cells are literally at the right time to start replicating now that this is the time. If we can trust it, you know, don't talk, don't trust, don't feel is has been basically our mantra, basically our indoctrination in this world. Don't trust, don't feel, don't talk about it. When yet that's exactly what we need to do and to stay curious and feel it, feel it into being. And what is it that you want to feel? What is it that you want to be able to imagine for yourself in the world? And perhaps that might be the reason you're born for and born in this time for a reason. The other piece of that is we are trained that something went wrong. Like when we're in that caterpillar soup, there is every part of us is going to somebody to help us to fix it. So it could look physical, meaning that for me, I had seven years of my life where I literally couldn't breathe. I was on an inhaler. I was going to see every doctor that I could see. I They wanted to put me on a, a, a lifetime of asthma medicine. I'm like, I don't have asthma. Um, you know, it's like everything. And this is what we do. That's the physical example. We have mental examples. We have emotional examples. We have like everything, right? So that's the caterpillar soup. And instead of buying into it, I just kept, I kept going and looking at the, looking for the doctors and I got, I finally went to a doctor that put me on a program that made it so bad that I was literally using my inhaler like seven or eight times a day. And I was still panicked about not being able to breathe. And I had to make it, it forced me to go inside and make an internal shift to go in and ask those deeper questions. And I make it sound like, oh, there was an all of a sudden a moment where I realized, oh, I have to do this. Well, guess what? I had been doing that over the seven years. And so that journey, instead of making myself wrong and saying I wasn't good enough, what if that was my seven-year chrysalis and I'm now the butterfly that I could be because I went through that, you know? And it gives me a moment earlier, we were talking about celebrating things. Stephanie and I were talking about celebrating things and how we don't celebrate something until the end of it. Say, for example, a four years of school or, you know, we don't celebrate all the little things until we actually graduate. And that's just, we're missing so much of life when we do that. And so going through that journey over those seven years of my healing process, being able to look at it as a seven year, and I didn't know how many years it was going to be, um, 
looking at it as a healing journey or a healing process. And every time there was a shift, celebrating it. And even when the shift got so bad, I was like, all right, this is, maybe this is the end of it for me. And luckily it was, you know, luckily for me that it was. And if it hadn't been, there would have been something else. Like, like I said, the universe always does provide. And taking that curiosity journey that Stephanie was talking about of getting curious instead of judging, which again, we're not trained to get curious. We're trained to judge it. We're trained to judge it, judge it and fix it. And judge ourselves and fix ourselves, which you don't need fixing. And you're not going to judge a caterpillar in a chrysalis. And yet we don't see ourselves like that. Mm -hmm. We're perfect. We're absolutely perfect. Designed to do that very thing, to go through that chrysalis and celebrate it while we're there. I use the chrysalis as another metaphor as, as composting. So when you think of making a, a garden, like we all have like little compost, you know, containers. On, well, generally we do. Most of us do in, in our homes now. You wouldn't take that compost that's like really toxic right now and throw it out in your garden and try to plant something. It's too soon. It, it has to it has to marinate for a little bit. It has to kind of churn. And yet there are different things that grow at different times that will come out of that compost. Like it's like, it's always going through something. And so why do we do that to ourselves? Like sometimes we're just, we're, sometimes we're composting, you know, where if we feel like we stink right now, but we're, I say we're composting, I'm composting. And it could be a seven year compost or it could be a seven minute compost. There's all the different times. And the way, you know, is to ask that question, to keep Be being curious. curious. And I think too, that would reduce some stress in a lot of people. It's amazing how much stress gets reduced when you stop shaming yourself and stop judging yourself. That We're one our own thing. worst enemies. We are. Yeah. Yep. But that's again, because we've been trained. Yeah. And mm-hmm. again, I see that every day when you're training people, it's like they, like I said, with the grinding of the gears, as soon as there's a mistake made, the focus goes right into their head of the itty bitty shitty committee. Oh, what did I do? I screwed up. I'm such a bad person. I'm terrible. I can't do this. Instead of saying, how do I fix it? Take a sec. Right. Yeah. I'm in a learning process. Yeah. It's learning and it's, you know, you're causing yourself more stress. That's not really actually there, but it is in your head. I don't know why we're so fixated on being perfect. You know, what did Leonard Cohen say that, you know, those are blessed with the light? Like, you know, the they, like we have cracks and that's how the light gets in. It's like literally, and that's how the light gets out. It's like we are perfectly imperfect and we're meant to be evolving and going through these things. And so your internal, your internal voice, your internal guidance is so much more powerful than anything external. And you have 100% control over that. And that is the game changer of shifting. Shifting inward will shift the outer. Because how you respond will be different because you won't be reacting. You'll create space. You'll slow down. It's it's a game changer. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as adults, like we give children the space to learn and evolve. And yet at some point we're, we're expected or we're taught that, okay, you're done, right? You're supposed to know it now. And I I wonder. You've reached this level. So therefore you're done. You can't make any more mistakes from here on out. Right. Crazy. 
So one of the things um, I, I mentioned, I come from a ballroom dance background, and as a dance teacher, I was lucky to have very early on found a teacher who said to me, I never work with a teacher who doesn't have a teacher. And I went, oh, that's interesting. And as I've gotten older, I realized that that was a complete blessing for me because I took that on and I I agreed with that. So that means all of my teachers all have teachers and no matter how high up the ladder and you know I was a champion and I owned studios and I did all the things. I was, you know, one of the best of the best. And I still had coaches who knew more than me, who helped me to the next level. I go, I have several masterminds that I'm a part of where it may not be somebody who is necessarily above me on the rungs. It's still a community of people from whom I'm learning. I'm always learning and growing. And if I could give one gift to your audience today, it would be to stop beating themselves up around not knowing enough or not being good enough. Because that it's okay, that it's okay it's, not to know that you're in. You're not place. meant to know. Mm-hmm. We're meant to do it together. And it's always evolving. And what you knew yesterday will be useless tomorrow. So it doesn't matter. Learn, keep learning, be open to it. It's okay. Because the moment you're fixed, remember this, the moment you're fixed, you're going to meet with opposition and it's going to try to make you unfixed. It's going to shake your world. <laughs> so like better to be in flow and, and module and moving doesn't mean that you can't be grounded. doesn't mean that you can't have clarity, but your clarity comes from a different place. Your clarity comes from within and it's coming from a place of love and kindness with yourself rather than pushing and grinding and tearing and moving through that. And that takes us back to where we started. And, you know, Dana, you mentioned that you're during the process of all this gear shifting and learning, you're still flowing down the highway. You're still in motion. And we forget that. We think that, oh my God, everything stopped because I needed a moment. No, things are still flowing and you're still moving and it's all good. And you needed to take that moment. And this is how we embrace the unknown and moving forward into the future instead of being stuck. What happens when we get stuck is we do stop. That is exactly. And you think about, I'm just, as a mother metaphor, when you're going up a hill in, in, you know, a vehicle, especially a transfer track, right? You don't speed up and gear up. You what do you, you what do you do to get more power? You have gear to gear down. down. You shift down. Yeah. So now you're more. So it's like, why are we gearing up, trying to go faster? Why do we think faster is better? It's like it isn't. It's neither good nor bad. It's just in the right time. It's it's appropriate, but this isn't the right time. Gear down, shift in, move in. I look at goals and intentions. You hear all that all the time. Goals are what happens in your outer world. Like, you know, you have a goal to retire at a certain age. You have a goal to to get married or have kids or to have a certain amount of money saved or weight loss, whatever it is. You have goals. Goals change as we eat, as we move up the hill. The goals change as your view becomes a different perspective. You, you have different goals. Those are always going to change. But what doesn't is the intention. And the intention is, that word for sure, is in, 
inside yourself. So that is the road less traveled. We don't look at, well, what is my intention? Why? Why am I doing this? And to develop that because the outer world won't be so fixated. You won't fixate so much on the outer world on how you're going to get there. It will be revealed to you. You don't have to figure it out because remember that brain is a limited thing and the Egyptians already threw it out. So it's like, it's irrelevant, but the heart is always pumping. It's always moving. It's like, do you figure out how you're going to pump your heart? No, it happens. Thank God. You know, it happens while we're sleeping even. It's still working. And so to trust that, trust in that internal, that you've got that DNA of a caterpillar is meant to become a butterfly. And so are you. So I just want to check in with Josh, who I think is, to me, Josh, you are kind of the the audience who is listening is personified by you right there, right here in this moment because of the, the transformation that you're going through. And I think that a lot of your audience is also going through a transformation in their own lives. So what... Is there something in our conversation that's really stood out or an aha moment or something that, that you would like to share? Honestly, first off, wow. <laughs> the, uh, again, timing is everything. I probably took 85 notes of just, oh, I need to think of that. So a couple of things that really stood out was the caterpillar soup. And when, well, before I get to that part, the, um, how you decide if it's like excitement or stress and, mm making that. So when you mentioned the word intention, like when I talk about pivotal impact, that's what I mean is it's an intentional act. And instead of using the word intentional, I use pivotal. So when I think of intentionality in my decisions and how I will think and process, that was really key. But then when you said, and I can't remember if it was Marin or Stephanie that said, you're not judging a caterpillar when they're going through that process. It's like, it's a really good point. And then when it comes right back down to the ego and feeling like you have to be perfect, you have to know all the right answers. And how am I supposed to serve this person if I don't know what I'm talking about? An imposter syndrome. It's like, well, no, <laughs> it's not about that. It's what's the intention. And when I reflect on the intention of the podcast, it's this. Like this to me is the most blissful, probably the most blissful podcast episode conversation that I've had. Like I had to stop myself literally from crying because I'm like, you're hitting so many soft spots in my journey right now that have caused not just like, not from a physical standpoint, but just emotional, like almost turmoil at times where I have to tell myself, Josh, shut up, like, get out of your head. And what do you call it? The itsy bitsy shitsy, like just, you're just like, it is so true. So when you reflect on that and then you bring that right back down to like Dana, your description of shifting gears and I'm like, man, I have been there. I have watched from a passenger seat, but I've been the driver and just that fear that kicks in, the anxiety sweats that kick in and your entire test drive is ruined or you get through it really fast. But just the timeliness of this conversation and the leadership that collectively you serve with is, yeah, it rocked my world. I literally am, this is so blissful for myself and I'm super grateful and just when I listen to feedback that our listeners give to and just watching, obviously we're predominantly in transportation, we're predominantly in logistics. And when you look at challenges, it's just like, okay, I think you can use a lot of the guidance that was shared today to really shift how we're 
part of it is accepting what's in front of us, but part of it is just what you're emotionally allowing to like, okay, what's going to attack me and what's just going to fuel me. And one of my favorites, um, do you, are you familiar with Ed Milet? Is that name familiar? He's uh, he's a really good guy. I'm actually reading his book, The Power of One More right now, but he always says, let your test be your testimony. Mm-hmm. And it's not about perfect. It's about progress. And when just again, how collectively you summarize stuff and you broke down stuff. It's just so valuable. And again, being part three of our conversations too, I think the buildup and the timing for even today, like, yeah, like I'm, I made so many notes and I was trying to be attentive to listening without getting emotional. And I'm just like, woo. (laughs) So I'm just so grateful. Like, and I can say it from the bottom of my heart. Like, yeah. Oh, that's so great. I'm going to add one more thing onto this because I, I I think, you know, what you're saying there too, is that we always want to know, we want to figure out the how, like, how is this going to happen? How, how am I going to implement this in my life? How am I going to do this? How, 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 how? And Marin and I have a, a, one of our favorite teachers says, you need to get a how extinguisher that every time you ask yourself how you just need to go and like blow, like, like a little bug spray goes out you go. Someone out there knows the how there is always someone. And the thing is, just like being in caterpillar soup, it's like that caterpillar has no idea what's happening or how it's going to become a butterfly, yet its essence does. And we discredit that. And so I'm just going to use an example of like trying to get a load. You know, you you, you have a load that you have to deliver and, and you've been given the how. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's breakdowns or detours or different things. And we can be stuck on the side of the road and go, Oh my God, I can't, I'm, I'm fixed. This is my, this is my mode. This is where I'm supposed to go and I can't go there now. So now I'm stuck on the side of the road and I've given up. That's when we get stuck in the how, instead of being open to the possibility that it's like, okay, there must be another way. I might not know that mentally right now, but someone does. So that's where we can reach out and ask for help. And that is a huge, huge thing. I think we get, because we're stuck in our, in our egos, we say, if I ask for help, it means that I don't know anything. And they're going to look at me as being, um, you know, incapable or different things, but yet there is always someone who has the how, and when you can reach out and ask for help is actually when everything gets into flow. And going back to one of our other podcasts that we did with you, Josh, when we talked about getting into flow and we talked about that, that water, that water goes actually in a certain direction. Like if you flush the toilet or you t- turn on the water and it goes down the drain, it always goes in a certain direction. It always goes centrifugal. So it's going down. As soon as you go against that flow, you're going to have resistance. You're going to have stress. Well, in the model, we have different questions that you can ask that actually put you in flow. So what am I, what am I here to do? Or what am I supposed to do from, it could be from a company. What, what's the outcome? What's the objectives? When and where do they have to be delivered? Don't worry about the how. Because if you know, if you can ask the question, who has my answer? Who had, who can help me? The how will show up. So I, I think that's the key of stress. It's like when you get out of stress and you go, I don't know how to do it. It's okay. You're not probably not supposed to. There's someone else. If you, you know, you can ask those questions. What, when and where, who can help me? And then take that action. The how will show up. Powerful. So powerful, this whole conversation. And it just really, I get excited when hey, I can get lost in the conversation. I think that's one of the best experiences being in this podcast space. 
but also from a referral standpoint, from a recognition, like I'm really, I'm a big believer in publicly recognizing people I respect. And when we can have conversations like this, and I know this is just, it's been about 50 minutes, but this is who you guys gals collectively as a team are. This is how you're impacting people in your day-to-day, obviously as a service, if it's a friendship, I just think it's phenomenal. So I'm just, yeah, I'm really grateful. And just again, with respect to time, I just, like, I just want to keep saying thank you. Like, I think there's a lot of people that can say the same thing. Like if you're driving, pull over on the side of the road and shed a tear, if you need to, like, that's a lot of emotional baggage just removed. So I'm just really grateful. And I think the timeliness, like I've mentioned a handful of times is, has rocked my brain today. And I'm super grateful for that. And I just, I really value, like I said, as friends and the influence that you're having on just different people's lives. I think it's phenomenal. And the intentionality behind it is, yeah, I think that's something that I admire the most. So with that, um, I just, yeah, as we close and if people are interested to learn more, um, if it's just to listen, obviously to podcasts or if it's to connect, if it's to help solve problems, um, Stephanie, do you want to kind of give us an overview for the soulful leader? And then Dana, I'll go back to you for the mindful trucker. Yeah, absolutely. If you're interested in like learning more or listening to our podcast too, which is more around flow and stress management, you can find us on the soulful leader podcast.com. And you can find us on all of our social platforms, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook under the Soulful Leaders. So feel free to reach out and we'd love to, to know what you're what you're working through and where you need support and help. And we'd love to be able to support that too. So thanks so much, Josh. It's been great to be part of this whole this whole movement. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, did, I was just listening to you guys and I went, I went to say something. I had my thing on mute. So. Uh, I didn't get to jump in at the right time, but I'll just make this quick uh, with regards to what Stephanie was talking about, about, you know, understanding the why, don't look for the how. Um, In the training, again, when we do field training, um, I've actually had students be going through field maneuvers and they get so frustrated, they stop, they get out of the truck and slam the door and walk away. And I walk over and I say, what's wrong? I can't do this. I don't know how. Well, guess what? The who just showed up, which is me, and I'm going to tell you how to do it. You just worry about the why. And this happens quite frequently. So that's what I'm talking about, the why, the what, the who, and the how. It comes in the stages, right? So anyway, I just wanted to comment on that. But uh, if you're looking for more from The Mindful Trucker, um, you can check us out at themindfultrucker.com and all our social media platforms, and uh, we'd be happy to have a conversation with you anytime. Amazing. Yeah, man. And I think that's a beautiful way to end because how you can be in, obviously you can be in a tractor, so a tractor trailer setup, but you could also be in an office. You mm-hmm. could be at your first day of maybe your, maybe you went through life and like myself, I did not have the opportunity to go to university until I was about 27. And there was times where I was reading this textbook being like, hell no remember throwing it down and being like i'm good like i'm good and then yeah my best friend who uh, just finished his master's he was just like no man <laughs> like exactly that let me like what are you struggling with he heard me out and then he started really reflecting with me on okay just reading it this way because i never researched before never had to study before it was more so just in the spur of the moment so that was a phenomenal way to end and yeah again just thank you so much i'm really grateful And I'm just, yeah, I'm excited for the impact that I know our conversation is going to have. I think that's something that we, we all can own 
is that we create impacts in our day-to-day. We're intentional. We have a legacy. And I'm just really grateful for everyone's time. So thank you so much again. This this has been a really special conversation for myself. It means a lot. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much, Josh. Stephanie, Maren, thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, honestly, such a powerful conversation and such wonderful leadership. Honestly, thank you so much, Stephanie, Marin, and Dana, just for taking the time, joining me again on the Truck Focus podcast, but for so much value that you shared in part three, so which today's conversation of shifting the focus in transportation in our series, it really does mean a lot. So as I'm just reflecting on our conversation today, I keep thinking about the perfect timing. Honestly, our conversation was as I navigate through my own journey. And I'm certain that our conversation impacted our community here at the Truck Focus podcast as well. It just, it means so much. And honestly, when I, again, reflecting on our conversation, a huge takeaway is when we decide that we're going to view stress and anxiety as excitement over stress and anxiety. I think that's really important. And Stephanie, when you hit on the fact that fear is false evidence appearing real, super powerful. So again, thank you just so much for joining me. And just this journey has been absolutely amazing. And I just know you've touched myself, you've touched our community, and it just really does mean a lot. So thank you so much. So to our community, again, I really do recommend that you learn more and take time to listen to the Soulful Leader podcast, as well as learn more about the Mindful Trucker and how they can add value to you, to your journey, to your organization. So their links, of course, are in the show notes, as well as I recommend that you check out part one and part two of our series, Shifting the Focus in Transportation. All links, of course, are in the show notes. And before we end today, again, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. So if this is the first time you've ever checked out the Truck Focus podcast, I think today was a really wonderful conversation that I hope really impacted just again how you're navigating in our industry considering that things can be stressful but choosing excitement over anxiety and remember this fear is false evidence appearing real so again thank you so much for taking the time and I really do welcome you as well as to our dedicated community thank you so much again for taking the time to listen and I know there was so many gold nuggets that you're going to be able to apply in just your day-to-day, your day-to-day interactions and really continue to create that pivotal impact. So again, thank you so much for that. As always, let's create a pivotal impact.